He's been seen on CNBC, the Fox News Channel, and the Fox Business Channel. His articles can be found on MarketWatch, Seeking Alpha, TheStreet.com, and many other places. He's the author of the weekly Best Stocks Now newsletter and the inventor of the Best Stocks Now app. He's president of Gunderson Capital Management. Here is professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. And welcome to the Thursday. It's the Thursday edition of uh, the Best Stocks Now show with professional money manager, Bill Gunderson. President of Gunderson Capital Management, a nationwide fee-based only money management firm. I am with Barry Kite, our chartered financial analyst. And we are getting a little bump higher here in the market so far. It opened flat, uh, but uh, we're up a little bit. The Dow is up 21, and, uh, you know, it should be up more. Uh, Disney's up over 8%. Uh, and, of course, it's a member of the Dow. But the Dow overall is up just 21 points. The NASDAQ up 21 points right now, 15,777. Oh, boy, that's a lucky number there. S&P 500 is flat at 4,995 in its quest for 5,000. You're just five points away. We saw new all-time highs in the Dow and the S&P 500 yesterday. Yeah, the Nasdaq's about 300 points away from its all-time high. The uh, Russell 2000 flat today. Crude oil. Well, you've got uh, escalation uh, in the in, in the Middle East. No deal there for the hostages. Uh, Hamas asking way too much, and uh, of course that northern border of Israel with Lebanon also uh, a hot spot, a real hot spot. Oil's up a dollar 44 today. Uh, gold is down eight dollars, and the ten-year is up four basis points to four point one five percent. So, welcome to today's best stocks now show uh, with uh, professional money manager Bill Gunderson, president of Gunderson Capital Management. We are a fee-based only virtual. How about that? A virtual firm, which makes it very easy for you to get in touch with us. Uh, and we have virtual appointments all the time and virtual meetings all the time with current clients. Or you could just do it over the phone, too. Uh, we have a lot of fun with folks all over the country. Now, okay, <clears throat> let me take a look here. And the Fed Fed speakers are making, uh, making plenty of appointments this week, right? Yes, and they had the huge bond auction, which set a record. We, yeah. we sold more 10-year bonds than ever before in history. You say, well, that's good. <laughs> well, that's debt. Okay. You're, you're, you're continuing to go further and further to debt, into debt in, in your country, uh, to finance uh, the, the out of control spending, uh, by our government. Okay, now let's take a look. Yesterday, let's go back. Let's let's pick up where we left off. In case you forgot, yesterday is, seems so far away, right? As uh, Paul McCartney said, the Dow was up sixty three yesterday. New all time high thirty eight thousand six seven seven. The S and P hit a new all time high yesterday four thousand nine hundred and ninety five. Just five points away from a milestone of 5,000, which it's never been at before. The NASDAQ was up 148 yesterday. It's 300 points away from its all-time high. 
the stocks of the day, the sector of the day for me yesterday were the cybersecurity stocks, uh, like uh, uh, PANW, Palo Alto Networks. Uh, oh, what else, uh, Bear? What are some of those cybersecurity names that are escaping oh, me? Oh, yeah, Crowd, we, CrowdStrike. CrowdStrike yeah, had yeah. a huge breakout yesterday. Yeah. Uh, we own several cybersecurity stocks. Why? Because it's one of the fastest-growing sectors in the market. Uh, Lilly surged yesterday. Uh, NVIDIA surged yesterday. Hopefully, we'll have, I, have a, I have an article on Lilly that is done. Uh, it's been submitted to uh, Seeking Alpha. Now it's in the balls in their court. And I've updated my five-year target price on Lilly. Uh, take a look at that uh, on Seeking Alpha when it comes out. I'll try to notify you via email if you're in our database uh, when that article is released. Yeah, and a note on the cybersecurity stocks is they're, they're, they're an interesting way to play AI because that's one of the first softwares that will, uh, you know, that's kind of scheduled to benefit the most, at least initially, from, uh, from AI and coding. For, yes, for absolutely. Run, bull, run. The S&P just five points away from the big 5,000. Uh, so we'll be watching, uh, for, for that. Uh, there was a lot of Fed speakers yesterday, and, uh, you know, I don't think we heard anything new. No, no rate cuts in March. Same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I heard Birkin this morning uh, in, an, in an interview, and it was, you know, basically, you know, essentially no need to rush. And No. I think they asked him if, uh, if you know, Powell spoke for the, the committee or spoke, you know, or, or was, you know, essentially speaking for himself in terms of, uh, the press conference and, and, you know, nothing in March. And, you know, he kind of mentioned the fact that he always thinks that the, the, the chairman speaks for, you know, the entire group, yeah, right? And exactly. So in that case, you would, you would, you would assume that they're in, in somewhat of agreement to, to wait for a bit. When, when Powell speaks, it's like 10 members of the Fed speaking, <laughs> right? Okay. Come that, out at the same that's time, the clout right? he has when he, he's the elephant in the room. Now, initial <laughs> jobless claims. You know what? They're a good indicator every Thursday of the strength of the economy because the economy is uh, pretty well measured by who's working and who's not working, who's getting laid off, who's getting hired. And we have had a strong jobs market for a long, long time, and that's helping to keep the consumer happy, fat, healthy. In fact, uh, they need weight loss drugs. That's our problem in America. Not hunger, but uh, obesity. Initial jobless claims for the week, 218,000 versus 220. So that's that's bearish for the market because that means, well, now we're better than uh, expected. Yeah, too hot, little too hot, and you've got uh, the interest rates up four basis points today. Not good for the bond market. Here is a stunning statistic, Barry. I'm sure you saw this article. Maybe you didn't. Who's our biggest trade partner now? Where do we get most of our goods in the world? Yeah, I would say, uh, you know, depending on economic zone, you would say potentially Europe, but, uh, I mean, China? Would, that would, that would Well, China would be the natural answer. I mean, all yeah, of these India, ships. probably. Yeah. No, all of these ships coming into our port uh, are pretty much from China. Uh, once in a while you'll see some, some European ships. Mexico. 
Mexico, yeah. uh, which is stunning to me, overtook China to be the top source of goods imported by the U.S. Maybe it's all those avocados coming in for the biggest guacamole day of the year. You know what that is? <laughs> Super Bowl. The Super Bowl. <laughs> Pass the guacamole, please. For the first time in two decades, Washington diversified towards friendlier countries closer to home. Um, now, they're not counting the fentanyl and everything the drug lords are bringing in, are they? I hope that's not in the number. Amid growing tensions with Beijing, imports from Mexico increased $20.8 billion year over year. Uh, that's huge. Well, well you got you got uh, you know U.S. companies making lots of things in uh, in Mexico as well. Well, you know, I've been I lived in a border town in San Diego and uh, spent a lot of time uh, in Mexico. I know Mexicali, for instance, which is just across the border from El Centro. There are so many maquiladora plants in Mexicali where they're make and they all have American names on them. Tijuana is the same way. Uh, down to Rosarita Beach, the, they call them maquiladora plants. And Mexican labor, obviously, is a lot less than the U.S. labor, and you have a lot of U.S. manufacturers. I had several friends that would cross the border every day because they were bigwigs at the maquiladora plants across the border in Mexico. So, I mean, a 20-mile difference maybe, right, and the wage difference is like... <laughs> A major gap yeah, uh, no in shipping, wages. Yeah, no shipping costs. You can keep it most of it on rail, right? A lot and of railroads coming lot, into uh, Mexico uh, or from of, Mexico. Yeah, transportation costs are, are better as well. So, anyways, and our trade with Chinese, de- the Chinese decreased 109. Now, that's got to be also part of, uh, you know, China's economy faltering. Uh, if we're buying more from Mexico than from China, uh, that's that's uh, not good for uh, for for China. Okay, yeah, and diversifying uh, you know diversifying your supply chains, right? I mean, we've got a lot of, you know, whether you know at least this go round, right? You've got uh, even on the iPhone, you know, a lot of that uh, manufacturing will be done in India, uh, which is much different than other uh, other rollouts of the iPhone. Uh, yes, which are strictly usually from China. Okay, and of course they're making EV, electric vehicles in Vietnam now. So China's just use, losing a lot of business that they used to have. Okay, we'll end, end this quarter with this. Uh, you know, with $34 trillion in debt uh, in America, is it 42 or 34? I've lost track. Uh, I the U.S. 34, I think it's, yeah, it's projected to get to, to, to that 42, I think, okay. in 10 years. The U.S. government yesterday sold a record $42 billion of 10-year notes at a lower than expected yield, only 4.09%. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the uh, second quarter of today's Best Stocks Now show, uh, where uh, the markets today, uh, well, you know, it's uh, they're up, but a little on the flat side. The Dow, the Dow's now down six points, but the Nasdaq is up twenty-eight. Oil's the big 
mover today. It's up a dollar sixty-six per barrel. Okay, uh, now <clears throat> the the ten-year auction yesterday a record. They're going to do a thirty-year auction today. Hopefully, we'll still be a country thirty years from now, and they'll be around to pay you back. Right? They're going to auction off twenty-five billion today's on a thirty-year uh, U.S. Treasury. Novo the Nordman was to go long, but of course that was you, you know, the argument. Whenever you had rates at uh, even uh, even lower than you have them now in the thirty years, yeah, go long unless interest rates start trickling back up. You get killed on those long. Well, right? Yeah, no, that's so, what yeah, put sell them because it's good to be on the selling side. That's put. That's what put Silicon Valley Bank uh, six feet under. Novo Nordisk CEO wins a 13% raise, I'm for that, amid soaring demand for weight loss drugs. You know what? I was just thinking, Barry, as I wrote my article this morning and finished it up, polished it up yesterday and today on Lilly, what is the market? You know, a lot of these drug stocks, biotechs, they'll come up, they're working on a drug that has a very small market, right? Like somebody with a rare liver disease or whatever. What's the market for people that are overweight? It's enormous, right? Well, it's, no, yeah, I mean, go into the, you know, you, you can go kind of drum it back to, you know, the, so when you were writing about and we're owning, you know, when we were owning, you know, Dexcom, right, or Insulate, um, in terms of, you know, diabetes and just, you know, diabetes being, uh, be, you know, uh, you know, actually diagnosed more, right? And it was, you know, what were those, you know, potential numbers, right? Yeah. In this instance, you know, you would extrapolate those even further. Oh, but way beyond further. that, right? Because, you know, whereas you know, diabetes is a you know, a, you know, a chemical function, right? Well, of course, you know, you know, the, you know, quote unquote, being overweight, right? I think, uh, you know, I think, I think most folks are just based on the, you know, based on whatever the yeah. averages or whatever they tell you, right? That overweightness is. You <laughs> so know, it's much easier in a, you know, to get diagnosed. I would say for that, my, than for you know pre-diabetes or whatever yeah. the condition may be. My my wife is always very. She does it the right way. She's very disciplined. She's very conscious of her weight. If it goes up a pound or two. She's back to her, 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 her drink that she concocts. But, you know, we'll be watching something from uh, 40 years ago, like maybe Del Mar Racetrack, people coming into the track, or maybe a concert. And she'll always say, we were so much thinner back then. And I don't think you can argue with that, you know. It's, it's just an unfortunate thing of good times, good food, right? Fast food, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> less nutritious food, and it's yeah. and it's all easier to get to, right? Yeah, and so I mean the the market is enormous, absolutely enormous. Because how many people don't have diabetes but are overweight? So, anyways, uh, you know that's why you got to own. In my opinion. Wagovi stock, which is Novo Nordisk, NVO, the Danish drug maker, and uh, Lilly, the, the, the U.S. drug maker. Boeing said to receive order from Thai Airways for 45 wide-body jets. Well, okay, that's good news. That's not the, that's not the 737, but, uh, you know, they just got to make sure they put the bolt, bolts in that uh that yeah, the exit keep door showing up, keep showing up in the news on on on, on those stories in a you know 
in a bad way. Like we said, you're just going to have a lot of uh, you're going to have a lot of headline risk for an extended period of time. Yes, it's a pretty much a dead stock in my opinion. Although it is putting in a nice sideways base, I don't think it goes too much lower unless there's another incident. But apparently that door that blew out well, was missing three bolts. Okay, you can't do that on an exit door <laughs> with the kind of pressure that's on that thing. Disney, they gave Wall Street what they wanted, okay? He he pretty much checked all the boxes. <laughs> Disney's having a good day today. Bob Iger's stock, it's up 9.8%, and it's hitting a new 52-week high. Now, it's still about half of where it was in 2021, about half of where it was in 2021. And, you know, I just look at their sales. How much did their sales grow? Zero, quarter over quarter. Zero percent. They had $23 billion in sales this quarter, $23 billion in sales the quarter before. I wouldn't say that Disney's in the prime of its life right now. Uh, their earnings were up 23%, which was better than expected. Uh, but uh, and the stock's up uh, uh, 9.8%. So my hat is off to Disney for putting forth. I think their biggest deal is those cost cuts. Now, you would well, rather yeah, and then some fine, you know, some engineering in terms of uh, the announcement in terms of doing you know doing a bundle with some live sports from ESPN. Basically, you know, taking that streaming, you know, uh, monetization and changing, you know, television right over time, or attempting to uh, on that announcement. So, you know, it really just depends on right how um, you know how they end up, you know, continuing to make money off of the considerable investments that you know they've made yeah. into you know live sports or you know whatever the uh, content has. You know, to be. I would rather have a company that's growing its earnings and not laying. They're hiring people. They can't keep up with the demand for their product. Instead of somebody raising their earnings by letting a bunch of people go because their sales are flat year over year. Okay, so I'm just saying there's different kinds of earnings out there, uh, and I would rather have those organic. Now, Disney's gotten a lot of their growth by uh, purchasing other companies, but they haven't had a lot of organic growth recently. And for me, organic growth is a heck of a lot more valuable uh, than uh, than doing uh, acquisitions. That's just my opinion. Right. Um, part of their business is under you know under attack just from a um, from a from a how folks consume you know uh, media and consume uh, television right or uh, or movies uh, and content. Uh, and so that's another you know what you know short of you know forget all the challenges in terms of the park business but uh also just in the in the you know in, well that streaming the, revenue right and 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 movies and things of that nature right it's a much different uh business and will be much different you know five years from now than it is currently well when we come back <clears throat> there are two stocks of the day today and uh, we'll talk about those one we don't own but it's up 55 percent today which, uh, you know, I think that bodes well for the sector that it's in. We'll talk about the sector that it's in when we come back. And then we have a little-known stock that uh, we found. <coughs> I was reading uh, through the news one day and all the news on uh, different uh, companies and everything, and I just saw a, a story that caught my eye. Uh, and I saw an insurance, a health insurance stock, where a CEO was coming into this little stock 
the guy who grew Aetna into such a big company that CVS came in and bought it for a huge profit for the holders. And now the CEO is added again in a little $3.8 billion stock. And the stock is blowing up today. It's up 25%. We'll be right back. This is Bill Gunderson. Thank you for tuning in to today's Best Stocks Now, Best Inverse Funds Now show. I put several hours of research in during the wee hours of the morning each day to bring you the very best cutting-edge stories that I can. To get two free weeks of my newsletter, go to GundersonCapital.com. To talk to us about our fee-based only money management services, call us at 855-611-BEST. Now, back to the second half of the show. And welcome back to the uh, second half of today's Stocks Now show. Okay, Arm Holdings. Most people don't realize this is not Arm Holdings' first rodeo. They were a no. They were a public company. Yeah. I can remember Arm Holdings twenty years ago. I still remember the symbol A M A R M H Y, and they had a Y at the end because it was a uh, foreign stock. Uh, it, they're located in uh, the United Kingdom, uh, and they are a big. Uh, I would I would compare them to uh, Applied Materials in our country. Uh, they make high performance, energy efficient semiconductor technology. In other words, the equipment to make the semiconductors themselves. But it's not a high end. Uh, like ASML, we own ASML out of the Netherlands, which makes the high-end stuff for for NVIDIA and whatnot. Uh, and ARM makes more of the low-tech. I would compare and ARM. They're, and, try, and they're trying to get to and, and tell that story, right? And that's why they're popped so much today. Yeah. They're trying to tell that story to, to be in the AI conversation. You know yes. I mean? Okay. <laughs> and I would just say that ARM, for me, is more... Uh, comparable for ARM would be more like Intel. So, anyways, this stock is up 56% today. If I owned this stock, I would be a seller myself. Uh, you know, it's hard to justify the price that it's trading at right now uh, with a P.E. ratio of 84. I mean, really and truly, it's been about a, a 10% grower over the long haul. Yeah, and now, I'm private for a period of time. Yeah. It's also owned by uh, SoftBank, right? Uh, yeah. And, and it was, I think, the reason that SoftBank, I think, had a, had a positive uh, earnings. or But SoftBank growth. has not had a very good track record. No, that's, that's, their, that, that's like one of the only things they have that's worked. Yeah, so, you know, SoftBank is SFTBY, uh, a big company out of Japan that invests in a lot of futuristic. Didn't, could, they have, didn't they have an investment in WeWork? Or is that, they've is that had a lot of bad investments. Yeah. I, You know, you could compare them maybe to a Kathy Wood, but they buy, they deal in private companies. Right, exactly. And they've yeah, made they're just, shaping them. Yeah. They've made a lot of terrible investments over the year. The father was a pretty good investor, and the son came along, and he was way more out there on the edge uh, with uh, with uh, what do you what does Kathy Woods call her stocks? Arc oh, innovation, yeah, yeah, innovation, yeah, innovation stock. or long duration? Yeah. Uh, 
Well, innovation is good if eventually it becomes highly profitable. So ARM turned a profit here, all right. They made $0.29 cents per share. I mean, compare that with an NVIDIA that made uh, recently uh, $4 per share. Uh, I would be uh, I would be fading the stock if I own, but it's up fifty. It's the stock of the day, okay. And let's not forget, it recently came public at uh, in last September at fifty one dollars per share with very little fanfare. <coughs> it's trickled higher, you know, along the way, and then today it's blowing up. Uh, I guess the analysts were way wrong, and uh, the stock is up fifty five percent now. Our little stock. It's just a little stock named Oscar. (laughs) What a cute little name. I think we had a cat named Oscar at one point in time. My wife's a cat woman, and she loves little uh, uh, Balinese uh, white cats, pure white cats, or Cornish Rex. We have a Cornish Rex these days. He's a noisy son of a gun. Sometimes you can hear him on the show in the background. But anyways, Oscar... Is a little company now. Believe it or not, the principals behind Oscar are uh, Jared Kirshner and his brother, and uh, and Saudi Arabia is a big investor in Oscar Health. But the kicker is, is the CEO, uh, and uh, I got to look up his name. Is he, he? I have to. I can't remember. CEO of Oscar. We'll just ask Chat GPT here. Uh, it's Mark Bertolini. Okay, so he's the one. Uh, what Bertolini did, he built Aetna, and he was so good at it that Aetna eventually was bought out by CVS. We owned Aetna. I felt like it was going to get bought out someday. He did a magnificent job in managing that company, and investors in Bertolini made a lot of money. So when I saw the connections of Kirshner, Saudi Arabia, and Bertolini, I said, you know what? That's worth a <laughs> worth a look. And even though the earnings weren't there yet, a lot of times I I invest in proven management that has won that that have been winners in the past. We bought Oscar last April at six dollars and thirty one cents. Today it is up twenty five percent again. On nine times normal volume, and it's at sixteen dollars and seventy-eight cents. Okay, it has not been a bad investment for us so far. Uh, it's in our emerging growth portfolio. It's now the biggest position in that portfolio. We have a hundred and sixty-six percent gain. No, it's in our ultra growth and our emerging growth portfolio. Both of them. That's how much we like the stock. And, man, I'll tell you what, those two portfolios, uh, the ultra growth's up 14% year-to-date. and the uh, But you got to see the newsletter and all the all of the disclaimers and all this and that. The emerging growth's up 17.8% so far this year. Oscar is now up in that portfolio 191%. So, anyways, Oscar came in. Uh, yeah, it started out as a smaller company. It's moved into the uh, small cap. It's moved, it's moved well, well into that range. It's still only a three point eight billion dollar yeah. company. It's tiny, but their sales were up forty four percent year over year. Here's their last four quarters: sales up fifty one percent, sales up fifty percent, sales up forty seven percent. Sales up 44%, and it looks like they're finally going to cross the line to profitability uh, 
this year. So that's why we call it an emerging growth stock because it is, uh, you know, it's coming along. Hopefully someday it will be a dividend-paying big old soggy stock of yesteryear. You know, that, that that's that's the pathway, right, that most of these insurance stocks end up with. So anyways, Oscar is a big winner. It's the second best stock of the day today. Now, this next one, I want to say we recently bought the bond on Aries Management. Is that the one uh, yep, we bought? Yeah, no, that is. Yep, that's correct. Yeah, okay. So I want Barry. Aries is a very good company in it, in and of its own. The stock is. Uh, they're mostly... Uh, uh, you know, they're like a K.K. Kravitz or a uh, uh, a Black Rock or a, a Blackstone, I suppose, would be the best comparables there. Now, tell me what you saw in the bond of this stock. Yeah, from, I mean, well, from, you know, number one, from a mathematical standpoint, right, whenever we're buying a bond, we look at the fact of, uh, you know, what's the yield to worse, right? If worse comes to worse, we have to hold it to maturity. What's the, you know, what's that return look like mathematically? And and I believe it had a you know, just over a six uh, percent yield to worse return, and so uh, you know we're we're staying in that three to five year kind of maturity window. And from a um, from a uh, from a selection standpoint, right? We're you know our thought process is if the you know if the stock is you know something you know is is, is interesting, then of course you know if you're willing to own the stock, then you'd be willing to own. Uh, the debt, because you're further Absolutely. up the, the capital structure, right? And so that's uh, that. You know that that a lot of times is the uh, is the thought uh, process. And of course, from a rating standpoint, it's got to be investment grade uh, paper. But well, um, the, you know the, the 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 stock selection actually leads you towards uh, the decision from uh, from a bond. Yes, and we own most of the bonds we own are also best stocks now, like Broadcom, uh, you know, and Netflix, and uh, United Rentals has been a best stock now in the past. Yeah, Devon, Ener- Devon Energy at one point. Right? <laughs> yes. Um, you know, so, anyways, that's our safest portfolio. You know, I've had so many people over the years, Bill, I just don't like the stock market. It scares the heck out of me. So Wall Street has come up with all of these what we call alternative investments that are non-correlated with the stock market. Problem is, a lot of the products they came up were correlated to the stock market. The non-traded REITs come to mind. And uh, you know, there's big commissions uh, that they earn off of you in these. Yeah, a lot just of these structuring the investment oh, itself, yeah. structured notes, blah blah. And I came to the conclusion: what's wrong with buying an individual bond on a best stock now, holding it for four to five years, uh, and uh, earning? You know, like you said, worst to worst case scenario is six percent a year. Yeah, it doesn't uh, mean you can't sell it prior to, and it may make mathematical sense to sell it beforehand. But uh, you know, and it has liquidity. Right. Total liquidity. A non-traded REIT, a lot of people got stuck with those things. <laughs> or they're still stuck with them. Yeah, they're still, because there never was a liquidity event. They may still be getting a, a, a dividend payment, you know, a couple times a year. It's the principle, wasn't it, Mark Twain? Well, you can't. I don't can't worry so much about making money on my investment. I worry about getting my investment back you know, at the end of the day. Yeah. So that's the problem with the. So I decided, hey, The best for me is just individual bonds, low cost. We'll be right back.
And welcome back here to the uh, second or the final segment of today's Best Docs Now show. Well, you know, we recently uh, <clears throat> uh, our show was uh, picked up in Houston, and uh, in talking to Edie yesterday, who's um, our Edie's the one the first the first person you're going to hear from, right? From Gunnerson Cal. Yeah, after me. Uh, yeah, she 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 has our she she controls our calendars more calendar yes. more than our wives do sometimes. Yes, right? and, and she the first touch you'll have with Gunnerson <laughs> Capital Management is with Edie. Uh, and uh, she was talking about Houston and uh, all the different people that are starting to come aboard and listen to the show. Uh, and we recently picked up Cleveland. Uh, and uh, she says that is just like, wow, Bill, what happened? All, Cleveland is just lighting up, you know, and, and listening to the show. And I got a call from uh, Salem last night. Uh, and they wanted to offer 11 a.m. in Orlando on their big news talk station. I said, that sounds good to me. Let's do yeah. it. And uh, we'll be on, right, uh, Mike Gallagher, the first two hours of Gallagher, then it's us, and then it's Dennis Prager. And uh, believe it or not, I grew up listening <laughs> to Dennis Prager on uh, a big Los Angeles station. I want to say probably KABC. I, he was also on KFI, I think. He used to have a show on Sunday evenings called Religion on the Line, which I found to be very interesting. Uh, and Dennis Prager uh, is one of my wife's favorite uh, uh, talk show hosts. Uh, so anyways, uh, we'll be coming to Orlando. I think that's a pretty fast-growing city, uh, Barry, down there in Orlando. I was just yeah, there. Just, yeah, I think, yeah. Oh, my gosh. No matter what, they're doing always doing something there. And You know, it I think looks... It's, I want to have to say that Central Florida, if, if they're not the most, they're up there. But I think they've got the most... Uh, uh, enrollment in terms of college students, if I'm not mistaken, I know they did. A well, they got a good football team too, right? Don't they have a big coach down there? And and the other thing about Orlando <clears throat> is uh, it's almost like a mini Las Vegas these days with circuses and uh, it, it just yeah, all kids time. entertainment for, oh, yeah, my for sure. Gosh. I mean, whether it's uh, you know, uh, Universal Studios, <laughs> the everything. Park. Theme park sea capital World. of America, right? It's unbelievable. Four Disney parks, hotels and restaurants, Cape every Canaver- restaurant. Cape Canaveral just right down the road, right? Shooting rockets to uh, ro- rockets to outer space, and uh, and you can hop on a cruise. Right? I can't wait to go down there and visit the folks in Orlando and spend a week. You know, that would be fun. Okay, we got more to talk about here. There's stocks in the news. You know, I like to compare one against another contrast uh, is always good you know you hear us talk about all these stocks that are booming and everything well they're not all booming zoom info yeah and, and it's also comparable right i mean it's also in context relative of, that's right, right. It, yeah it's relative value okay zoom is a dog uh zoom info technologies they they were the ones that uh you know changed Change the world, really. They were in the right place at the right time. Am I thinking, is Zoom Info the one? Z- no, yeah. That's a, or is that's it ZM? No, Wait a, a minute. I might have them mixed up. Yeah, Zoom Video. But it's it's a dog, too. Okay. This is Zoom Info, which is a software company. Uh, it's hitting a new 52-week low today. Now, that's never a good thing. All right. So I was thinking it was the Zoom. But that Zoom has done horribly, too. <laughs> yeah. Zoom video went has gone from 588 during COVID 
when everybody was on it to $63 a share, from 588 to 63 Okay, other stocks uh, in the news here today. Uh, Under Armour, it's hard to like Under Armour. You know, there's a stock that took on Nike. I don't know how much they paid to uh, Stephon Curry, and uh, they're still paying him, and they were they – were, uh, Sponsoring high schools all they across America. They paid a lot America. of colleges. Yeah, they yeah. paid a lot of colleges, which is a lot of big bucks to get in the. You know, when they first got into into the game and their stock, you know, went to the you know went to the moon, and then of course is, has has now it's seven dollars right. and sixty six cents a non growth stock Under Armour. Kellanova is the old Kellogg's of Battle Creek. I guess they changed the name to try to liven things up a bit. It's still a 1% grower, okay? No, you can change the name from Battle Creek, Michigan, uh, you know, the Wheaties box, right? Uh, it pays a nice, juicy yield of 4%, but it's a non-growth stock. And yet, you know, Wall Street, they love to own stocks like that. PayPal, another one that lost its way quite some time ago. I mean, they were kind of had a lead on all of that for a while, PayPal got up to $310. Uh, Elon Musk was uh, involved a little bit in the founding of PayPal. Uh, but the big guy in PayPal is, uh, I'm trying to think of his name. He's a massive guy there in the in the Bay Area with venture capital and all this and that. PayPal is now a non-growth stock, basically. Single digits. That stock's down 11% today. I just think it's a competitive landscape for these uh, payment companies. Uh, we use PayPal for our uh, subscriptions to our newsletter. Apollo Global. Yeah, and then you had, I mean, then you had, you know, Jack Dorsey moved to Square, right? Yeah. So you had a little, you know, there's a lot of competition out there. There's a there. lot and, of competition. And, you know, don't get me wrong, you know, Visa also, you know, just as much of a tech company as anything, right, in terms of, you know, payment structure. So that's another uh whole you know whether it's apple pay or or what have you right there's a lot of, <laughs> yeah. lot of competitors out there so uh, so anyways paypal uh not a very well i mean elon musk co-founded paypal with his brother and sold it to ebay that's right ebay bought it for 1.5 billion dollars he used his money to fund his other ventures such as tesla spacex uh, and others. So uh, e- eBay, I remember when eBay bought PayPal, and that's another one that's really lost its luster and its way. Uh, eBay was a $81 stock. Now it's 41 It's a non-growth stock. It's a 5% grower. Where are you going to get capital appreciation from a 5% grower? I'm sorry. They can cut and cut their expenses and try to juice that bottom line, but I would rather see the organic growth coming in on the top line sales that then trickles through to earnings. Okay, well, I start working on the newsletter about uh, 2, 3 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, I start getting my thoughts together. I'm going to check. We should have an article out uh, on Seeking Alpha here today. It's going to be our latest five-year forecast uh, for uh, Lily, which is our second biggest position at the firm, right behind NVIDIA. I mean, they're like neck and neck, those two stocks. To get two free weeks of the newsletter, GundersonCapital.com. To set up an appointment with us, virtual appointment, 855-611-BEST. 855-611-BEST. Have a great day, everybody.
This show is not a solicitation to buy or sell any securities. Bill Gunderson or clients of Gunderson Capital Management may have long or short positions in stocks mentioned during the show. Past performance is not indicative of future performance. Gunderson Capital Management is a fee-based registered investment advisory firm. All accounts are held at Charles Schwab. Schwab is a member of SIPC and FINRA. 